This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. It's a Friday here on Steelers Standard. NFL football happened last night. NFL football just a couple days away. You know what that means, Jacob. It's time to light my fire, baby. Put Mm. that gasoline. Light your fire. You mean just introduce the fire that I spent making while we were off air. You are a resident caveman, yes. You are. I'm an outdoorsman. Not just a caveman. I'm an outdoorsman. How dare you call me a caveman? I'm a learned outdoorsman. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, you doing some ASMR over oh, there? The fire. Come, oh. come bring the mics closer to the fire. You ready? Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's getting it a little is. chilly out there in the mornings, too, so this oh. feels great. This it feels is good. You know, it's, fu- it's perfect fall weather, baby. For a fire, for oh. a fireplace, for a campfire. If you're new here, we do a little thing we like to call Fireside Fridays, where we light a fire in the studio, get all cozy, nice and warm next to it, and talk about the NFL action on the slate this week. Let's start with what happened last night, though, Jacob. The Giants and the Washington football team played an incredible football game between two incredibly bad teams. And I say that with Washington just because... I don't know if, if, if Washington's an incredibly bad team. I'd say they're a slightly below average But I wanted team. Fitzmagic. I wanted Fitzmagic. We and, all did. And he gets hurt. Do we know how long he's out for? Uh, just He will opt for rehab instead of surgery, so he's expected, uh, he's expected to be out eight weeks for the Washington football team. That so sucks. Henneke will have to... You know what's going to happen, though? Henneke's going to keep them afloat, and then Fitzpatrick's going to be healthy and come back, and he's going to be the backup. Ball. He's going to be the backup. No, it's going to be the classic Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, it's going to be the no. classic Ryan Fitzpatrick scenario oh, no. where he he become, he's the guy. Every time he's the guy, he just has this happen to him inevitably. It's like Tyrod Taylor, Taylor, but like 10 years later into the career. You know what? Tyrod's going down against the Browns this week because he had one week of success as a starter. That can't happen in the right. NFL. Not world. allowed. He's, he's got to become a backup. The, the NFL gods will not there allow There are only it. certain guys that are allowed to be backups who come in and play well as a backup to the point where you go, wow, that guy could start somewhere. And then he starts somewhere and he stinks. And Fitzpatrick is the perfect example of that. Hip injury, keeping him out eight weeks. Henneke's going to take his job from him. Uh, Haneke led the Washington football team on a nice drive late in that game to set up a game-winning field goal that they missed at first, but the Giants, being the Giants, went offsides on a 48-yard field goal attempt. How in the hell do you go offsides on a 48-yard field goal attempt? Not a gimme. Not not a for sure That's what I'm saying. If I was the special teams coach, I would be like, no one even try to block this ball. He's going to miss this on his own. And sure enough, he did. But Dexter Lawrence jumped a little bit offside, so he gets kind of surprising. It was Dexter Lawrence too, one of their better defenders. Gets five yards, forty-eight yard field goal becomes a forty-three yard field goal. He wanted so badly to miss this one on the same side of the field goal post that he missed the first one, but Hopkins was able to bust one through there and give the Washington football team a one-point win. For you gamblers out there, if you took the Giants in the spread, you got the points. You're good. But the Washington football team moves to 1-0 in the NFC least, and the Giants drop to 0-2. Are the New York Giants the new Cleveland Browns? I knew you were going to ask me this. Gosh. Dang it, Are they the new Cleveland Browns? No, they are not. I think they are. There are a couple teams ahead of them. Really? Really? I'd go with with a couple teams. Not a couple. I'd go with... Maybe the Eagles, another NFC East team before then. Get out of here. The Eagles won a Super Bowl in the past four years. I get that, but the Eagles have – the way they've struggled since the Super Bowl has been so laughable. The 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 carousel of wide receivers they had, they were taking guys off the practice squad. How badly uh, 
Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz fell off a cliff for them and how willingly that that franchise was, was eager to part ways with not just one of them, but both of them. Your Super Bowl winning coach and your, you can't say Super Bowl winning quarterback because he didn't win that for you, Nick Foles did. But Nick Foles is also gone. I mean, Nick Foles has only had sex, has, oh, has only had sex. <laughs> Has Whoa. only had success in Philadelphia. Whoa. In both since in Philadelphia, he's had great success there. Every other team he's I can't get over that. Every other team he's played for, he's struggled mightily, but when he's in Philadelphia, he's actually performing well. But you get rid of him, you get rid of Carson Wentz, and you get rid of Doug Peterson. I think the Eagles more so than the than the Giants. The Giants just Jacob are, are bad. I'll say that. I don't think they're like unfortunately bad. The the Philly the Philly Eagles have come into some bad luck, not due to their own decisions, but have also made some really questionable decisions that put them in that league of the Cleveland Browns. Jacob, they just won thirty two to six on the road against Atlanta. You okay, should. so are, are so the Falcons are worse than the Eagles then. Maybe the Falcons should Maybe be the Browns. Maybe the Falcons too. Because no, the, Falcons the Giants are the new Browns. The Giants are 18 and 48 since 2017. That's bad. The, worst, that the worst record in the wow. NFL since, since when? 2017. Wow. So for four years they've been the worst team in football. When did Odell go to Cleveland in 2018? I believe it was in 2018. Yes. So he was around for, and then he Eli's was around for one year. Of that was 2018. 2018 ish. It was if I'm remembering because I think they drafted Jones and he took Eli's over in 2019. Last season. Last couple of seasons. I'm not blaming this on Eli. No, I'm just saying. I think they went with the Duke quarterback with a top ten pick, and right, now they're I mean, screwed. Even though he played okay last night, he played well he enough played for fine. them to he win. Had a couple of good runs, including one touch, one for a touchdown, and one that got a second back, one yeah. that could have been for a touchdown. Um, and it was only it was called back, but not all the way back to the original line of scrimmage behind that because the holding call was much farther down, and and the plays uh, as the play played out, but. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to go as far as the Cleveland Browns. You gotta struggle a lot more. You gotta really. Maybe, so maybe it was unfair me to put the Eagles in that category as well. Uh, it I was. was saying Jacksonville. Maybe they had the one good year, which is what Cleveland has had so far. Just a year ago, Jacksonville had one good season in 2017. By far and away, I think the worst overall team, despite records from 2018 until 2020. We'll see how 2021 plays out for them. But if week one is any indication, they're not going to get much better from 2018 to 2020 in 2021 after that horrible loss against Houston. I, I think Jacksonville is probably up there. But Jacksonville, I can't even say, is is the new Cleveland Browns because Jacksonville has just been bad just for so long. They'll do that, though. They'll sprinkle in a 2017 a 2007, the, the last time, um, previous to 2017, when they beat the Steelers twice in the regular season, including one once in the playoffs in Pittsburgh. It's such a weird thing that that's happened now two times. But it's every once in a blue moon that Jacksonville sprinkles in a good year. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if we see the Giants kind of pick things up along the, along the way down the road. But it's, it's, it's tough to be as bad as the Cleveland Browns were for so long. 
The Washington football team moved to 1-1 one one with their win over the Giants. They are half a game back of the Eagles in the NFC East. See what the Eagles do this week. See if the Washington football team can grab them in the standings. Uh, again, really early for standing watch unless you're in the NFC East where literally every game is going to matter for that division. Yeah, so that's why I don't put – you said – the Washington football team incredibly bad. I don't put them in They that just looked bad last night, man. Darren McLaurin did not look bad. Yeah, he's great. They're going to be great players. Their on defense teams. did not look bad. Really? Give it didn't 20, look horrible. Give 29 points. That's a good To point. the Giants. But, hey, to the Giants. The new Cleveland Browns scored 29 okay, points let's, on them. Let's, let's pump the brakes on that on that Browns analogy. Chase Young is a freak of nature, freak. though. I mean, I an mean, absolute freak. Just an absolute the, freak. The roughing the passer call that he had called against him, atrocious. Right. Yeah. He 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 tried to pull back. I think if you make the effort, I think that should count. Yeah, but you can't play defense anymore. That's just the way the league is. It, it's disgusting. All he did was Daniel Jones released the ball, and less than a second later, Chase Young was on him. And because he he fell with his body on top of Daniel Jones, that's, that's the where thing. the call came yeah. from. But you saw him make the effort to not do it. I think if that effort is there, he was that should be enough. As he was falling, he was screaming, "I'm sorry! I'm sorry! I'm sorry! I'm sorry!" Didn't matter though. Refs still throw the flag. Washington got their first win of the season. Jacob, which team that dropped to zero and one do you think needs that first win desperately? Needs to get on the right track again. For me, I'm picking the team the Steelers dropped to zero and one. I think the Buffalo Bills need to get. Oh, we're to going that. league wide here. Yeah, I, I think the Buffalo Bills need Ooh. to get to one and one on this season, mainly because of the opponent they're playing. Going to Miami, who is one and zero. I know that the Bills, you know, being down two games this early isn't an insurmountable mountain for them to climb. They're a great team, or at least we expect them to be. But I just think it's in their best interest this week. Go into Miami. Get a big division win on the road. Get back to 1-1. One one, Reestablish yourself at the top of that division and, and really hit the reset button on the year. So I think the Bills, most important, need to get that first win. I think the Bills are a good choice. Going down the list, I don't think the Browns is as crucial just because I think we still expect them to be a playoff team. Well, and let me throw a, a little division winner. devil's advocate your way. Maybe the Browns is more crucial just because the Steelers got that big That's win. That's fair, but I still think the Browns are a capable playoff team. And again, I don't know if the Bills are really that crucial just because we expect them to win their division. I think the only reason I did that was because of the division matchup with the Dolphins. Don't well, want to so go here down. we go. I'll go one in that division. I'm going to go the New England Patriots I was, I was because they too. just lost to the Miami Dolphins. I expect the Dolphins to be a playoff team this year. I think it was an impressive road win by the Dolphins. I think a lot of people were saying... This is going to be, last year was the fluke. You saw the Patriots take a big step back and the Dolphins take a big step forward. Did it amount to anything because the Patriots barely missed out on the playoffs and the, and the or the, the Patriots barely missed out on a 500 record and the Dolphins barely missed out on a playoff appearance. People were saying with all the players that, that they're getting back and the Miami had a really easy schedule last year, you're going to see the New England Patriots step up, make the playoffs, and you're going to see the Dolphins take a step back. That's not what happened in week one. So I'm going to go the Patriots as the team to start 0-1 on the season that need a crucial week two victory because I think you're going to have a three-team possible race uh, not to win that division but to make the playoffs. So at least a two-team race to make a wild-card spot. And I think because of how loaded the AFC is as a conference, the Patriots are really going to need to step up in week two in order to make things more comfortable for them come the later stages of the season in order to snag that seventh or sixth seed. That's a good one. I think if the Patriots go into an 0-2 hole, that's, that's harder tough. for them to climb out of than if the Bills were to drop into that 0-2 hole. So I will 
give you that one. I think that's a real good pick. Let's take a look at the other Jokers in the AFC North before we talk about some big matchups on the schedule. And in fact, the biggest matchup is featuring an AFC North team. We'll get to that last, though. Start with the 1 o'clock window. The Bengals stole a, a victory against the Minnesota Vikings at home in the week open in the season opener. Um, Vikings favored in that game. Everybody probably picked the Vikings to win that game pretty comfortably. I did. I picked the Vikings to be the highest scoring team, <laughs> the highest scoring offense. I don't know what I was doing. Well, that's just the thing, right? Like the Bengals with Burrow and Chase putting up points and, and looking decent on offense. That's something that we talked about all offseason that could happen. They have a really deep receiving core. They've got a good running back, and Burrow's a star in the making. But it's their defense. The fact they held Dalvin Cook to 69 yards rushing. If they can do that, then I'm not saying they're a playoff team. I don't know where team. that came from. I'm not saying they're a playoff team by any stretch, but they're a 6-7 win team if they can play defense like that. And that's tough for the Browns, the Ravens, and the Steelers because – you have all of a sudden add a fourth competitive team into that mix. It's just an uphill battle even more so than it already mm -hmm. was. But they go to Chicago, still up in the air on who's going to start for the Bears, Justin Fields or Andy Dalton. I feel like it's going to be Andy Dalton because why wouldn't you come out and announce Justin Fields already? Mm -hmm. Although maybe that's a little gamesmanship and you just don't want to announce Justin Fields. But then I'm, I'm, playing, I'm arguing with myself now because Matt Nagy doesn't know how to have gamesmanship, so why would he do that? So if it's Justin Fields, I think the Bears have a better shot. If it's Andy Dalton, I think the Bears have no shot. I still think the Bengals win either way, though. I think the Bengals go into Chicago, beat a bad Chicago team. Know. Even I don't if know if they're that bad. If Fields is starting, they'll be better. But I just, you know, rookie quarterback, first start, it is at home, so that that helps them a little bit. But if the Bengals stop the run like they did against the, the Vikings, I mean, that's the bread and butter for the Bears' offense is running that football. So if the Bengals can neutralize that and make Justin Fields have to pass the ball in his rookie debut, or make Andy Dalton have to pass the ball, mm. they could really be tight in this game. And I, I don't know. Something just really tells me that the Bengals might start this year off 2-0. I, of all the surprises, the Steelers going on the road to beat the Bills in Week 1, the, 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 the Browns almost beating the Chiefs in Arrowhead in Week 1, this would be more shocking to me than either of those results. The Bengals starting 2-0 and after, what, they went 3-13 and last year, I believe? Maybe 2-14, and something something horrible, right? Nothing nothing good, and that obviously wasn't helped by the fact that they were without Joe Burrow for at least half the season, I think. This would surprise me the most. This would be the biggest headline for me coming out of the NFL within the first two weeks is the fact that the Cincinnati Bengals sit at the top of the AFC North and the AFC conference standings at 2-0. I don't expect that to be extrapolated across the entire season. Neither do I. There's a streak coming in the opposite direction. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If not starting this week, if it doesn't if it doesn't happen against Chicago, it's going to come week three against, against the Steelers. Pittsburgh, yeah. yeah. So not the Packers in week three, right, just to make sure. We're, we're on the you're same right. page. Yes, you're right. It is, the, it is the Bengals against the Steelers in week Correct. three. Correct. Um, Schedules, they're tough. They are tough, especially with an added game there week 18. But, no, I, I, I disagree with you, though. I think that the Bears are a good enough team. I think the Rams were just a real – I think, as we said in our power Number rankings three. episode, they're top three, if not top two, because Kansas City almost lost against the Browns. I think that could be looked at from both ways, a, a, a plus for the Cleveland Browns and a negative on the, on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Rams took care of business, and they look good doing so. So – it's not out of this world to say that the Rams could be a Super Bowl favorite coming out of the NFC and maybe even a Super Bowl favorite uh, across the board to win the big 
to win the big game. So I think that's a really hard thing for, for Chicago to have done last week. So I'm going to go against you. I'm going to go the Bears against the Bengals here. I think they're just a better team. If the Bengals I think get, you're giving the Bengals too much credit. If the Bengals get by the Bears and they go to 2-0, and they lose at Pittsburgh and Heinz Field and go to 2-1, and then they got the Jaguars at home on Thursday Night Football. I don't think they're a playoff team again, but who would have thought the Cincinnati Bengals start 3-1? and one? It's possible. I'm it's just possible. saying it's a possibility it's possible. that the Bengals could be a 3-1 and one football team after four weeks of the NFL season. Looking at the Cleveland Brownies, the Browns obviously lost to the Chiefs in what was the game of the week on week one of the NFL season. Looking for a bounce back. The heaviest favorite on the board. Let me double check that with the Buccaneers and the Falcons. Yep, the line jumped up above them. The Browns are giving 13 points to the Houston Texans this week at home. I think the Browns cover that spread. I think this is a revenge game for the Browns. I think you, you're saying I gave the, the Bengals too much credit. I'm not going to give the Texans too much credit. No, for what they certainly did cannot. Against the Jaguars. I'm telling you, the Jaguars are possibly going to be the worst team in the NFL. So I think they're the worst coach team, that's for sure. So I, I got the Browns really handling the Houston Texans in and letting us all see the Houston Texans that we expected to see at For the beginning what of the season. Are. Yeah, I, I got the Browns winning by at least two touchdowns in this game. I mean, that's what Vegas Osnakers have it yeah. at, at, at minus 13 for Cleveland. I don't know what happened that I think Houston just got lucky in week one to have that easy opponent in Jacksonville, have that easy coach to play against in Urban Meyer because we both First expect, NFL game ever. We yeah. expect him to be out of this league, if not this year, certainly by next year, if not even before this year ends. All of those possible, I do expect this to be a blowout, especially since it's in Cleveland, their first home game. These first home games, Tom, I think every home game, even if your team doesn't necessarily have a home field advantage, if your team is good enough, you're going to see home field advantage be a lot more of a factor here this year considering the lack of fans from last year. Like, I think Buffalo had it, one of its most rowdy crowds ever in week one. Unfortunate for them, they had to witness a loss. I think Pittsburgh is going to have an extremely rowdy crowd uh, in week two for its first home game this week. And I expect the same thing to happen to the Browns coming off their first winning record or winning season since 2007, even better of a year than 2007. They finally think they have a quarterback. I think they have a coach in Kevin Stefanski. Baker, they can claim to be their guy. We're not so high on him as our Cleveland Browns fans, but this will definitely be a, a home field advantage game for them. I definitely expect this to be a, an easy win for the Browns. Yeah, and I mean, the dog pound is one of the tougher places to play even mm-hmm. when they're 1-14. And, and like I said, like, I think home field advantage, even if, it's, if your team doesn't necessarily is known for that, it's going to be a factor this year. Yeah, I think the Browns win pretty comfortably against the Houston Texans. Mm -hmm. A a get-right game for them, and they shouldn't have any trouble getting back on the right track. Chiefs and Ravens, the Sunday night football game, the Baltimoreans, that loss to the the Vegas Raiders, very, very tough for them after knowing that you have to now welcome the Kansas City Chiefs into your dojo just the following week. Uh, Sunday night game, the eyes of the nation will be on it. Very excited for this one. Yep. Um, great matchup for week two on Sunday night football. Uh, look, I mean, three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road are the Kansas City Chiefs. They're always going to be favored in every game. Something about the Chiefs, too, that just gives the Ravens fits. They just, gives Lamar Jackson fits. They just can't seem Has to figure never that won team against out. Patrick Mahomes. So I don't think that it starts this Sunday night. I think the Ravens are going to start off 0-2 
And with the Steelers going to 2-0, and that's a pretty big hole for them to have to climb that's themselves a nice out of. For the exactly. So one of those teams that you were expecting to finish in front of the Steelers in the preseason is really going to have their work cut out for them if they're going to do that after this week. But, yeah, I got Mahomes going in there. In a close game, I think the Ravens keep it close, as the Ravens tend to do. They tend to stick around these type of games. But I think they do ultimately cover that spread and win by, like, a touchdown late. Yeah, I don't... Crazy to think that we'd be sitting here saying the Cincinnati Bengals could start the season at 2-0 and and the Baltimore Ravens could start the season at 0-2. But that's, here we are. Here we are, and I, I, I'm... You don't think this is a reverse trap game for the Ravens, where they had the trap game against against Vegas. They were they were the favorite to win that game. They go on the road and lose, and now their 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 ears are up. Their alarms are sounding, saying we there is no way we can start this season 0 two. Yeah, I do think that would happen. I think that's gonna happen. I think if this was the Bills, I think if this was the Browns, I think if this was any other team, the Steelers, they probably win this game. The Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes just trumps uh-huh. all of that stuff. They can have their ears up. They can have the must-win mentality. They can have the we're going to hit these guys harder than they've ever been hit before. And when you're playing Patrick Mahomes, it just doesn't seem to matter. Right. And ever since Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson have come into this league, the last three times, each of the last three years, it's it's gone to the Chiefs' favor. Lamar Jackson cannot beat the Chiefs. He cannot beat Patrick Mahomes. I don't expect that to change on Sunday night. No, I, I don't either. Patrick Mahomes is just, you can't beat him. He's never dead. I mean, the Chiefs are the Browns. You can up. beat him. Tom Brady beat him, but he's never dead. He's never dead. Yeah. And Tom Brady didn't really beat him, that Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense and lack of an offensive line from the Chiefs beat him. He still was making Matrix-level throws. Yeah, in that incredible. Game, it was he, made, he made similar throws in Week 1 against Cleveland, too. Yeah, he's the best quarterback I've ever seen play, and the Ravens are certainly in trouble. Looking around at some other big games on the schedule, the Dallas Cowboys, who were probably next to the Cleveland Browns, the team that impressed the most in a loss in Week 1. You'd say that's fair to say, right? I'd say that's fair to say. They go to the L.A. Chargers now this week, so two road games to start Where, the season. No, no, no. I, 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 Cleveland Browns number one, That's Dallas Cowboys saying. number two. That's what I said. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Browns, were, the Cowboys were the second most impressive okay, yeah, team yeah, yeah, that yeah. lost next to the Cleveland Browns. Thanks for listening. Uh, the Cowboys go to the L.A. Chargers. They are a three and a half point underdog. The Chargers edged out a victory at the Washington Football Team in Week One. Really tough start of the season for the Cowboys. Two road games, one at the defending Super Bowl champions, and one at everybody's darling team in the AFC, mm-hmm. the L.A. Chargers. So. Tough quarterback play that Dak Prescott's going up against again this week. Uh, the duel between him and Herbert should be exciting to watch. I think that this game is going to come down to the wire. I think it's the last possession kind of last possession wins kind of game. Uh, I do think the Chargers edge them out though at home and go to two and zero, which would drop the Cowboys back to zero and two. And I still will probably think the Cowboys will win the NFC East or at least sniff around the NFC East, even though they'll be in an 0-2 hole. We talked about how every game matters in the NFC East. It's also the one division where an 0-2 hole can probably not be considered that big of a deal. Oh, not kill you. Right, right, right. I, I'm actually going to disagree with you on this one. You I think, think the it's boys possible. get it done. I think it's possible if Ryan Fitzpatrick does not go down in week one that the Washington football team beats, beats, the Chargers. Out, beats out the Chargers. So I think that Dallas has a good enough of a team. I know they placed Michael Gallup on the IR, but you still have Amari Cooper and and CD Lamb available to you. Yes. You still have Ezekiel Elliott available to you. Well, I think 
Zeke. I mean, the, he's available. He's available, he's but he's not that great right now. He's not. I, mean, I didn't know this until recently. His his rushing yardage totals have gone down every single year of his career. Yeah, it's weird. Since coming in. Yeah, he get he's gotten beat up a lot. I mean, mm -hmm. you want to talk about workhorse back? He's been a workhorse back, and I don't know. The wheels might be off. We'll it's have possible. to see. We'll have to see. I don't know. The <sighs> tough run defense he played week one. Certainly, and you're going up against one of the Bosa brothers here. You're not going up against Melvin Ingram, though. So that that could no, be a little. We got little, him now. He's we got him now. now. The Steelers have him now. But I think uh, I think the Dallas offense is going to be good enough to beat the. I, like I said, I think the the Washington football team's offense was good enough to beat San Diego or the Chargers in Week One. They just lost their quarterback. One game we mentioned that's a big one on the schedule is Bills and Dolphins. We already broke that one down. The Rams travel to Indianapolis to face off against the Colts. They're only a three-and-a-half-point favorite, the L.A. Rams. Uh, that's probably just because they're on the road. You know, I think the Rams really were impressive in Week 1. Like we said, they're our number three team in our power rankings this week. I think they're Super Bowl good, and Matt Stafford just unlocks a whole other level of that defense. I think the Colts are staring 0-2 right in the face uh, uh, when the Rams come to town. Yeah, I agree with you there. I will say, not to interrupt you, one thing is interesting. Let's see how the Rams travel. Great at home. Now let's see how they do it on the road. But that's it. That's I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about this game in tandem with another a AFC South versus NFC West matchup. I love it's it. That's where I was going it's next. Tennessee on the road against Seattle. I think both of these AFC West, AFC South teams who we expected to be at the top of their division are going to start 0-2, Tom. I think the Titans are going to travel to Seattle and lose that game. So it doesn't matter what the result is of one game between the Rams and Colts and Seattle and Tennessee. I think they're both going to lose. So this 0-2 hole is not going to kill either of these teams because they're both going to start with the same record. And the only team that they're going to have to catch is the Houston Texans, who we think will be 1-1 one one after this mm -hmm. week against the Browns. So... I don't even know who the Jaguars play. I couldn't care less. They're going to lose. I, I know it's that. It's at home against Denver. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to lose. Denver is a better team than a lot of people expect. Uh, if defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers, they're at home against the Falcons. That's going to be a disgusting display of football from the Falcons. They are <laughs> going to get absolutely rocked by that Tom could, Brady. That could be like a 59 to nothing. They are going score. to get rocked by Tom Brady. Uh, the Cardinals, uh, surprising team from week one, going into Tennessee and dominating the Titans. They get the Vikings at home. Vikings desperately need to get back on track with a win. But I don't think it's going to happen. Those Cardinals, uh, that's a, if, if Joe Burrow and the Bengals offense put up 27 points and moved the ball pretty well against what the, is Kyler the Vikings, what, exactly, what is that Cardinals offense with DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray and all the weapons going to do, and not to mention the fact that the Bengals' defense stymied the Vikings' offense and the Cardinals have a much better defense than the Bengals do. So Vikings probably going to get off to a bad start there. Uh Two one and zero teams going at each other this week. You got obviously the Steelers and the Raiders as one of those games, but the 49ers and the Eagles, two teams are going to go to two and zero. you at all? No, because I think the Niners roll in that one. The Saints and the Panthers, both teams one and zero, trying to go to two and zero. I think the Saints roll in that one too. Those are the only matchups between undefeated teams in Week One. Before we get to our Steelers picks, though, we got to hit up the triple play, Jacob. Let's do it. Triple play, if you're just joining us for this first time, welcome aboard to Steelers Standard. First of all, where the hell you been? Hmm. We do this thing on Fireside Fridays towards the end called the Triple Play. We pick three games. We we use the spread, though, because if, if not, we just be like, well, I'm picking the Browns to beat the Texans, and it's oh, not it's oh, not that oh, fun. Oh, so oh. you got to use the spread in this. 
Jacob is 0-3. He went goose egg in week one. Mm. I went 2-1 and one <laughs> in week one. So I've To be fair, Tom, you know I'm not a betting man. I only started getting to, to betting this season. Excuses, excuses. I have a nice little cushion, nice little two-game cushion. Hopefully the Steelers have a nice little two-game cushion on the Ravens as well after this week. But for my first triple play pick, Jacob, and Steelers Nation is not going to like this one. Uh-oh. Not indicative of my prediction of the game, which comes at the end of this episode. I got the Raiders plus six against the Steelers. I think the Raiders keep it close. I think that the Steelers might be down at some point in this game as well. They will prevail by four. They will prevail by a field goal. But I, I, I have the Raiders plus six as my first pick in the triple play. Uh, my second pick in the triple play, I am going with those Cincinnati Bengals plus two and a half points on the road against the Chicago Bears. Uh, I kind of am banking on Andy Dalton being the starter there, but even if he's not, I still think I'm pretty confident in this one. I got the Bengals plus two and a half uh, on the road against the Bears, like I said. And finally, the only favorite that I'm taking in my triple play, I got the Bills minus three against the Dolphins. I think they win that game by at least a touchdown, if not more. I think it's a little, you know, get right game for Buffalo. Even though the Dolphins are a good team with playoff aspirations, I I just see the Bills going into Miami and really really taking control of that game. So I got the Bills minus three, mm-hmm. I got the Raiders plus six, and I got mm-hmm. the Bengals plus two and a half this week. Okay, I'm going to start with a game we talked about earlier. I got the Cowboys plus three and a half. I like that pick. I got... Because even if the Chargers win, I think it's by a field goal. As do I. This one may shock you, Tom. I got the Lions covering... Wow! Wow! If the Lions can put up 33 points against San Francisco's defense, which is much better than Green Bay's, I know, I know that the Green Bay Lions rivalry has been very one-sided, but I think they can cover an 11-point spread. So the Lions were down 41 to 10 at one point in that game. The Niners were giving them eight and a half points. The final score was 41 to 33. The Lions covered by half a point. Could see that happening in this one, a backdoor cover where the Packers... It's in Green Bay. If it were in Detroit, I'd be even more comfortable. I could see the Packers being up 28-3 to or something absurd, and then the Lions just crawling their way back into a backdoor cover. 11 points is a lot. 11 points is very conducive for a backdoor cover. So it's and not again, that this crazy. Is a, this is... this. From what we saw in week one, they can put the up Packers points. offense, they didn't put up a oh, they can't. But the Lions can put up points. We right, saw that. but we yeah. didn't see any. We didn't see any offensive touchdowns from the Green right. Bay Packers. And then the third one I'll go with is the Ravens, just to cover at uh, plus three and a half. I still think the Chiefs will win that game, but I think it's going to be a close game. So, so I got. Let's see. I got the Cowboys plus three and a half, the Ravens plus three and a half, and the Lions plus eleven. Plus three and a half for both of those. And the I didn't go with any favorites like you. I didn't take any easy routes Listen, here. I like taking – I love – in the NFL, I love taking points because the NFL is just such a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Games are always super close in the NFL. I think anytime you can get the points, you, you take them. I just really like the Bills to bounce back. That's why I take them minus the three. I'll probably lose that one, though, because they'll probably win by, like, a point or something stupid like that. Or Miami can win. Finally, to wrap things up, we make our official Steelers-Raiders predictions. Raiders coming to town to face the Steelers on Sunday at 1 o'clock, home opener at Heinz Field. You know, uh, uh, for all the matchup advantages that the Steelers have, the one thing that really keeps coming to my head is the fact that the Raiders had to play an overtime game on Monday Night Football last week against a really physical Baltimore Ravens team. They have to travel across the country now. They have to play a 1 o'clock game where in their body it feels like 9 a.m. because they're on West Coast time. Mm -hmm. 
That's just such a tough... And by the way, just a random take. They should not let West Coast teams play at 1 o'clock on the East Coast. No, that is a I, dumb, heard, I heard you say that earlier this week, and I agree. I that is a very dumb, unfair. It's very unfair. I mean, that's... And you don't have that advantage when the East Coast comes to the West Coast. So mm-hmm. I think that's a dumb thing that the NFL does. All teams who play on the West Coast should have to play at least at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. But I digress. It's going to be an advantage for the Steelers this week, so I hope they don't change that rule before Sunday happens. Uh, I, I got the Steelers winning this game. Like I said, I think the Raiders are going to cover the spread. I got the score being something like Steelers 27, Raiders 23. Uh, I got the – I think you had said you would pick the Raiders to cover, right? Yes, six I'm points. Not, I'm going to have the, the Steelers to cover here. I'm going to go with a good – they're going to score more than one. The Steelers will score more than one offensive touchdown this week. I have the Steelers 31, Vegas 13. That's going to do it for this episode of the Steelers Standard. Thank you, as always, for giving us a listen. Hope you enjoy the week of NFL football ahead. I know that I will. Steelers Raiders at Heinz Field, 1 o'clock on Sunday for the home opener. Get down to the North Shore, even if you can't go in the stadium. It will be a fun atmosphere outside for one of the most historic rivalries in the NFL. For Jacob Recht, I am Tom Opperman. We will be back with some more episodes next week breaking down the Raiders game, so you won't want to miss that. You can find them all at Steelers.com, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, thank you for listening to the Steelers Standard.